Welcome to the Sales Career Leveling Podcast. Each show is dedicated to the sales professionals that are driven to advance their professional sales careers. Whether that be growing in their sales, management, or leadership roles, or climbing any part of the sales org chart. Each week, we'll be discussing sales, sales management, and sales executive leadership topics, as well as the sales career advancement, best and worst practices we should all be aware of. All right, so today our special guest is me, and also Chris, Um, but uh, I guess uh, the purpose of this quick conversation is to, I guess, share who the two guys are that keep yakking about sales and sales recruiting and give you a bit of a, of our background um, without getting into our backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I don't have a background. Keep it all PG. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, let's get into this. Um, you know, again, we want to uh, kind of introduce ourselves, like Michael said, uh, why you should even be listening to us or have we, do we actually have sales experience or are we just guys that are spouting off about it? So yeah. we're going to kind of do an interview style here. So I'm going to interview Michael first Uh-oh. and he's going to interview me. I got some hot questions for you, I'm uh, but yeah, so let's, let's get into it, man. So how'd you get into recruiting? Oh man, nobody goes to school for, <clears throat> excuse me. Nobody goes to school for recruiting. It's kind of like sales used to be, but now there are many universities that actually have sales programs, which I find interesting. Um, But I got into recruiting in university because I was paying my way through university and um, I I happened to find a summer job that was paying really good. And all I had to do was go out and speak with individuals and try and get them into these work programs. Um, and I ended up like doing, it was something like two, 300 recruits in a, in a three month period. And it was just working day and night. And I was, I was getting paid by the hour. So overtime was nice. And then I would do that again every subsequent summer. And, and, uh, I mean, literally did not know that I was actually doing recruiting. Um, and then as I, I graduated university and they hired me up and I worked there for about, oh, four or five years. And so, I mean, even then, during that four-year period, I just thought it was a job. Um, I didn't know I was recruiting. I didn't know there was this thing that, that existed that was called recruiting. That's how ignorant I was. <laughs> so you just kind of fell into it. Yeah, totally, completely fell into it. Somebody had told me about some job where they were, they were hiring people to hire people. And I was like, well, that's, that's meta, man. That's so I, that's how I jumped into it. Nice, man. Awesome. So have you ever been in sales or have you always just uh, done recruiting? Yeah. The the interesting thing is um, when I left there, I was working in deep South Texas. So I'm in San Antonio now. And if you drive, like they they call San Antonio, South Texas, which is ridiculous because if you drive another four or five hours South, of San Antonio, you're still in Texas. And that's where I'm from deep South Texas mm. and uh, actually moved from there to Fort Myers, Florida okay. for a sales job with a company. Most people in technology know it's a company called Gartner. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, yeah, man, started with them in October of 2000. Very cool, man. Very cool. So you've been recruiting for quite a while. Um, has, it all, has it all been agency recruiting or, yeah. or you know, corporate or kind of, you know, tell me a little bit about that. So after that four or five year stint with Gartner, um, I, I wanted to go back into sales, but now try and focus on sales recruiting. But I went into agency for four years and I mean, there I was recruiting everything from forklift operators to people in sales to even placed a, a family law attorney with a, a local group and did that back here in Texas for about four years and then made the jump into corporate recruiting. So it's kind of like if you're following along, it was about four or five years of, of uh, agency recruiting four or five years of sales, corporate level sales, uh, um, um, enterprise sales, sure. and then agency recruiting. And then I jumped into corporate recruiting where I was doing sales recruiting primarily and then started doing sales uh, recruiting and recruiting management and, and kind of started climbing the corporate ladder there a little bit, but always in, in really focused on, on uh, sales recruiting. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, no, I appreciate it. Cool. And then, um, yeah, then suddenly at the end of last year, decided to jump and, and be free once again. And then the hits, right? But uh, back in, at the end of October uh, 2019, I jumped away from corporate recruiting and started, you know, hung my own shingle and started doing Zagworks sales recruiting for, for a few clients here and there for, to start. Nice, man. Everything's going good? <laughs> well, <laughs> 2020, it's been fun. Now, the, the Rona has really uh, taken a, a pretty big or, or created lots of havoc in, in recruiting. I mean, I remember back, back in March, um, I was about to get two more placements with a fairly large organization, and they said, oh, let me just check on one thing. And from that moment... And they were checking something like, what's the final offer going to be or the, the ramp? Um, about two hours passed. And when, he, when that uh, VP of sales got back to me, he said, we just got an email and they're shutting down recruiting. They're shutting down all hiring worldwide. They can't, you can't hire anybody anywhere. So we're going to just put these two on hold for a bit and then we'll get back to you. And, uh, those two went away. So yeah. from that point forward, the overwhelming majority of all the, the, um, the accounts, uh, my clients, those companies were, were effective, affected so negatively that they, they went from just a hiring freeze to uh, furloughs to layoffs. And then like we're down to like a skeleton crew. There were some situations where I was speaking to a VP of sales and he was the last man standing. They, they had um, been required to let go of their entire sales force. And we're just going to try and figure out how to, you know, hold on for the next few months. When you saw, I, I know you recently um, released a report of uh, VPs that you polled. Um, yep. It seemed like they have a pretty good outlook for uh, Q4 of this year. 
do you still yeah. anticipate that or when do you think everything's gonna it may not ever get back to normal but get back to where we as recruiters would hope it would be yeah so i think well, yeah we'll, we'll get back to normal in a few years but the the road back to normal the overwhelming majority of those 1000 vps of sales that i um that i interviewed um said that they would start in uh, i'm sorry start actually hiring not just putting out feelers things like that but they would actually start hiring in q4 of 2020 and q1 of 2021 so fingers crossed i'm starting to see a little bit more activity happening um now in in early or mid-september and and so I'm, i'm hopeful that things will start coming back a lot bigger soon some people are calling it the big rehire yeah i agree with that i mean there's going to be companies out there that are going to need to bring in you know people um i i recently saw a company that was hiring 90 uh sdrs and then 45 account executives um they're in a pretty stable um, environment right now as far as what their business model is but yeah i'm talking to people as well too and it seems like they're starting to be an uptick in optimism We'll see what happens though. Yeah. <laughs> crossed, like you said. Yeah. Hopeful. Fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. So- the Sales Career Leveling Podcast is sponsored by Zagworks. Far too many low performers have gotten great at selling themselves to HR and faux sales recruiters. Contact Michael G. Cox at zagworks.com to eliminate the risk in sales recruiting once and for all. So what about yourself, man? How, how did you jump into, how did Chris Stinson jump into recruiting? Sales recruiting, no less. Well, I mean, you know, my, my uh, career as Chippendale's dancer started going downhill. <laughs> <to all directions. laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> Past what, Barber, 23 but, years old? <laughs> yeah. No, so when I got out of school, um, I started selling copiers. And no way. For who? Uh, it was a small company here in Atlanta. They basically had a knockoff version of copiers, and um, it was a Mita a knockoff. What was it called? Royal was there. Royal. It was like a white label Royal copiers. Anyway, so... I started out and I'm going to, like I said, uh, date myself here a little bit in 97. This is before we had CRMs. This is before anything. I mean, it was coming to the office, you know, find out where you're going to go that day to cold call, spend all day out cold calling, come back in, take your cards that you got, staple it to a three by five card, put it in the shoebox for when you're supposed to follow up with them or if you got to follow up with them now to make cold calls or make uh, phone calls all day and then go home at six or seven o'clock. Um, I went through shoes like every three months yeah. or either had to re- have them resold. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was all, it was, it was trial by fire. Um, you know, a lot, lot of cold calling, um, copiers is a, you know, it's, you're fighting against a lot of competition, which is, you know, every industry. Yep. Um, but that's, that's how I got into sales. And then I progressed there, went to a couple of different companies. I sold, uh, time and attendance software for a while. And then I got into digital marketing, um, which is kind of a strange transition, but it was just something I was really interested in. Okay. 
and um, started working doing pay-per-click, doing SEO, uh, that type of thing. Started working with another company where my responsibilities were part selling, but also doing the SEO, the pay-per-click, the, the online marketing, you know, a little bit of everything. We were a smaller company. Um, so we, the company decided to go in a different direction. I, I've been there about like five years or so and they were going after a different market and it just got to the point to where I was looking for other things to do because uh, the hours I was billing hourly on the most part and uh, that was starting to dwindle down. So I had a friend say, Hey man, I got some open sales positions and I had worked with them in the past. So he says, do you want to take a crack at it? And I was like, sure. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And, um, you know, lo and behold, I hired, I don't know how many people I hired for them, but they were all sales positions. Um, you know, and uh, I, I just went from there. So I fell into what, it as well. What year was that? That was 2014, I think it was, or maybe 15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been about five and a half, six years or so. Wow. So I've been doing sales recruiting. I've also done some other recruiting um, some technical uh, recruiting, um, you know, I've done some recruiting for project managers, you know, kind of, it's kind of ran the gamut, but I've just, deci I decided uh, about a year and a half ago that I'm going to focus on just salespeople because that's really what I enjoy. Um, and, you know, that's what I've done. So yeah. it's, it's kind of been a natural progression um, and the conversations go well. I feel like I'm pretty good at uh, you know, finding people, what makes them tick, you know, what it is that they can do for a company. So that's kind of, you know, that, that's not kind of, that's how I got into recruiting. So I'm, I'm here to stay now. What's been the biggest effect of coronavirus COVID-19 um, on your business, on you particularly, how's it affected you guys? So, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same, what you were talking about earlier. I was working on a good amount of deals right before this all happened. And they just completely came to a screeching halt. Um, yep. One of my customers froze hiring, like you said, um, across the board. And it's just, it's been, you know, obviously challenging to, to go find a new business. Now I don't, I don't care how good of a salesperson you are. I mean, when, when companies aren't hiring, then we're pretty much at the mercy, you know, of, uh, of the company. So, yep. um, you know, I think one of the biggest factors and things that has affected me, is, you know, it, it just took a while to get used to the whole everybody staying at home. Um, I work from home. Most people are working at home from now. And I've worked from home for quite a while, but I've never really worked from home with all the kids and the wife. Yeah. At home. And so that's been a huge struggle, um, you know, trying to stay focused. Luckily, they're back in the school. Um, so it, it has gotten a little bit better. But I would say overall, the biggest, you know, impact it's had on me is it's, from a work perspective, it's definitely made me appreciate, you know, what I have um, because you never know what's going to happen. Um, and I'm kind of babbling here a little bit, but I mean, it, it, things just come up and it makes you appreciate everything that you've been given and, yeah. and, and be grateful for that. So if business is slower than it was, I know it's going to pick back up. Yeah, it always does. So I just want to be there, um, you know, when the, the, upward tick goes and mm -hmm. uh, I think it'll happen soon. Yeah. I, I find that the number one determiner of success in my business, since having left the corporate world where I had 
full benefits, a company car, cell phone, allowances, and all this wonderful stuff. The biggest thing uh, that has determined whether or not I keep moving forward is our savings account. Um, when, I, when I jumped, we had a good four to six months in savings, and then we had a few really good months that have carried us through 2020. Um, so the plan is to make sure that I still have some of that left over when, when this starts to subside and business starts to come back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So man, um, how about, uh, what's keeping you busy outside of work? What do you do on your spare time? Um, so I got two kids and a wife. Kids are a little bit older. One's in high school and one's in middle school. So, you know, they're, they're in the room all day with their phones, uh, attached to their, <laughs> for their hand. So, you know, I recently took up fishing, which I'm not good at at all. But uh, when COVID started, you know, it was nice to get away from, you know, all the doom and the gloom and, um, you know, just go somewhere and be in nature and sit out there for two, three hours and, you know, take your mind off of it. Um, I play golf every now and again. I'm, I'm pretty bad at it. Are you, are you better at golf or fishing? That's a... Uh, Zero sum game, Michael. I mean, you're, you're that you're that bad at both, huh? <laughs> no, well, fishing's free though. That's the good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you and you can go for an hour and come home and playing golf. It's five six hours, and then everybody in the family sick golf at you. So, um, <laughs> you know, but you know, spending a lot of time, you know, with family. Um, you know, it was it was really cool. Like I said, when they first, I wouldn't say cool, but when they first did the lockdown, yeah. like our kids kind of knew that we weren't going anywhere. They you know, want to play board games with us. They, you know, wanted to be outside with us. When they get at that age, you know, that's usually the time that they're kind of pulling away from the parents. And they, you mm -hmm. know, we had a good, a good family bonding, I guess. Good. This, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that the best thing that has come from, you know, lockdowns and spending so much time together is that we learn, we actually enjoy each other's company. Yeah. So, so um, I'll answer this question and then ask you, uh, the question is, why would anybody want to pay attention to two sales recruiters when it comes to sales career leveling? The first, you know, my answer is we're, we're kind of compensated for results only, much like in sales. And if we don't get the right candidate and, and carry that candidate through to the finish line without getting too deep into influencing that individual, um, then, then it's all for naught and we don't get paid. Um, so the, the, the advice, the, whether it be for career, uh, you know, advice, like uh, I'm going in, I'm about to go into a, um, a meeting next week that I have to prep for that has to do with me presenting what I've done for them lately and then just getting together and having a conversation about that. Or is this the way I should do your, my resume or how should I manage my job search? All of those things are things that we have been, you know, diving deep into for the past many, many years. Yes. What would you say? Why, why should anybody be paying attention to you or I or both of us? Uh, because we've been there and done that. I mean, yeah. you know, basically some of what you said is we have, grind out we you know we've been out there bringing in new accounts we've been you know kind of navigating the whole um the sales funnel the sales process the sales so we we kind of we know 
you know, what questions to ask, to dig a little bit deeper, to get to know the, the person on a personal level. And as, you know, like you said, with, um, you know, we, we, we're a little bit different. We don't get paid until we get somebody hired. So we need to make sure we're presenting the right person. You also get more of a personal touch than you would at a, um, you know, a staffing agency because, you know, again, with the experience that we bring, not to say anything about any staffing agencies, but a lot of times they hire people straight out of college or only have a couple of years and, you know, kind of throw them, throw them out there to go find people. And if you're on a contingent basis, you have to, like, like you said, you don't get paid unless you actually make a placement. You have to prioritize mm-hmm. it. So you may get somebody who's going to come in, get your job order. They're going to spend a hard week trying to find somebody and then post a job on the, you know, the job boards, the Indeeds, the zip recruiters, and then they're on to the next thing. So you're not getting a whole lot of personal um, love, you're, mm-hmm. you know, from the recruiters or the companies. So I think that, you know, really, I think the main thing that uh, stands out for both of us is that we've been there, done that. Um, we know how hard it is to, not how hard it is, but, you know, how challenging it can be to pick up a phone and cold call somebody. Um, and, and we've done all that. And, uh, you know, I think we, and I know the candidate, I've seen some of the candidates that you have placed and, um, I know that they're, uh, you know, top notch. So, um, yeah, yeah. Michael G. Cox, man, he's a sales recruiter. Hey, I think, I think, you know, the point that you make about some of our larger competitors, they do typically hire individuals that they can afford. Um, and those are often individuals that don't have very much experience in doing this. And the danger in that for an individual is putting your, not just your trust, but your, your, your career at risk, um, taking the advice of an individual that maybe doesn't, you know, hasn't put in nearly as many repetitions yeah. on either the sales side or the recruiting side. Yeah. So dangerous stuff. All right, man. Well, it was a pleasure hanging out with you once again. You enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great weekend and we'll talk soon. All right, man. Enjoy your barbecue. Have a good weekend. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Sales Career Leveling Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and if you would be so kind, share this podcast with a fellow sales professional. If you are a sales professional and would like to connect, have a guest, and or topic suggestion, please find Chris Stinson and Michael G. Cox on LinkedIn or email careerleveling at gmail.com.